It's great to see, I have to say, to see so many of you. Um, I've had the host to stand in this spot a number of times already. Um, each time, it, it's, uh, it's a very special opportunity to stand in this place where my Rebbeim stand um, and to speak to uh, Talmudim who I admire and who, I, uh, who inspire me uh, every day. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. A, uh, a famous Israeli writer once was walking on the street and he bumped into Avai Levin, the Tzadik of Yerushalayim. And he said to him, Rebbe, is it true what they say about you? That you're one of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. And if I responded to him, sometimes I am. And sometimes I'm not. As Amisrael made their way out of Mitzrayim this past week, what's the process going to be? How are we going to travel on our way out? And he tells Moshe, what's going to happen is, at one point going to turn around and go back towards the Yamsuf to entice Paro and the Egyptians to come after you. And he says, Paro's going to say, about B'nai Yisrael, they got lost. They got lost. Now's our chance to grab them. And every translation of that puzzle will be said, well, you'll read, you'll find, says exactly what I just said. Paro said about Am Yisrael. That's what Rashi says. And why does Rashi say that way? Because the alternative makes no sense. B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael off three days away in the Midbar. How's he talking to B'nai Yisrael? That's impossible. However, the Targum Yonasam and Uziel says as follows. Vayemar Paro Lidosam Ve'aviram. Paro was speaking, Libene Yisrael, to who? To two members of Amishel, to Dosan and Aviram. And he'll tell them, look, the Jewish people are lost in the Midbar. According to Targum Yonasam, it's beautiful. It works out great. Makes sense. He's speaking to Dazan Baviram. That's great. There's only one incredibly difficult problem. What could this possibly mean? Number one, we typically find both in the Torah and Chazal two groups of people within Am Yisrael at this time. Those who left Mitzrayim and went into the desert and those who didn't want to leave. So what happened to them? Those four, four fifth of Amisha, they died in Chosha. So Rashi says, they didn't want to leave. Okay. So you have two groups. The people who left, and if you didn't want to leave, what happened to you? You died. We don't have a middle ground. A Jew who stayed in Mitzrayim and didn't die. Yet the Tagrik Yonasan says, we do. Two people, Dasan Vaviv. They stayed. Who are, how did that happen? What are we talking about? Second of all, we find us in Babylon later on with Am Yisrael. So what happened? When did they get there? Where, at what point did they leave Pavel and go? And number three, if Dustin Baviram, as we know about them, we'll talk about it more, are seen as pretty bad guys throughout Chazal and even in the Torah itself. They are part of Aras Korah. 
So then why didn't they die in their enclosures? So the answer to this problem can be found maybe in a less well-known measure. We know that the first time Aaron and Moshe go to the Paro doesn't go so well, and he tells them, make the same number of bricks, but now you're going to destroy yourself, etc. People can't do it. It's terrible. And the Torah tells us that someone had to pay for the fact that Amisol couldn't keep up. What's your problem? You have a certain amount, a certain quota. You're not keeping it up. So what do they do? They beat the Jews. And who did they beat? They beat Shotrei B'nei Yisrael, the Jewish taskmasters. What does that mean? Rashi quotes a medrash. They beat the Jewish, not the taskmasters who were standing over Jews. They were standing over the Jews, but they were, they were Jewish taskmasters. They were signed over other Jews. And what did they do, says the Medrash? They knew it was impossible. They knew they couldn't make it the same quota and have to get the straw themselves. So what did they do? They didn't push them so hard. They knew it was impossible. But someone's going to have to pay when there aren't enough bricks. So who took the beating? The Shotre B'nai Yisrael, the Jews. The Jews who stood over other Jews. They took the beating from the, from, from the Egyptians. And what happened, says the Medrash, Who becomes the first Sanhedrin in the Midbar? Those Shotrim. Those Jewish taskmasters who sacrificed themselves for other Jews. What does that have to do with us in Bavira? So it's one more Medrash. When the people can't make the quota, and things got worse. So what do we know? We're told. Two Shotram came and ran up to motion arm and screamed at them. What are you doing? You made it all worse. Says the Medrash, who are those two Shotram? Of course, every two people in the Torah now, right? It is Dasan Vaviram. Dasan Vaviram at that time were themselves Shotrei B'nai Yisrael. It fits. We know about Dasan Vaviram. They don't, they, they're willing to stand up to Moshe Rabbeinu, usually in the wrong way. It says Rishul Diskin that while yes, Dasan Vaviram were out of line at this time for for yelling and screaming at Aaron and Moshe. We see something powerful about them. They were willing to stand up for a fellow Jew. They took the hit from a mitzri on behalf of another person. And he writes that it was on this account, their willingness to stand up for somebody else and even to endure physical pain to save another member of Kala Yisrael, that even though Dustin Zavim should have died in Kosher, because they had no interest in leaving Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch who spared them. And not only that, Yeshua Redis can say this, the rush, our Torah says the exact same thing. That Dustin Zavim, they were not supposed to be Zohar to meet up with Kala Yisrael. 
they should have died in Choshech, so Kodesh spared their lives, but they can't go. So what if they didn't want to go? So what happens? They get stuck in the middle. And they end up remaining in Mitzrayim. And others point out, so later on, once they see that Am Yisrael crosses the Yam, so they run and they meet Am Yisrael. They see what happens. And this approach, which we now see in multiple places, is striking. Because we know numerous times when the Chazal and the Torah itself tell us just how bad Dustin Bavirim were. The two men fighting. Who are the two men fighting? Moshe picks up the fight. Dustin Bavirim. The two individuals who can't follow the rules, the halachas of the man, Medrash tells us, Dustin Bavirim. And then Adas Korach, the famous in the Torah itself, Dustin Bavirim. And yet, with all the negative, with all the bad they had done, when they do something good, something special, Rebbeinu Shalom rewards them, and he spared them. And now we get Va'amar Yisrael. Doesn't Vaviram in one pasuk represent all of Klaiser? Because Rebbeinu calls them Klaiser. You're called Bnei Yisrael with all the Terrible stuff they had done. Fourth year Rebbe, the base of Israel, once saw a yeshiva guy diving at the Kotel. A lot of kavan. And the Rebbe came over to him and he said as follows. He said, young man, what's the greatest praise that you can give to the Rebbe Shalom? The Gary Rebbe is standing in front of him. What was he going to say? So he waited. And the Rebbe said to him, the greatest praise we can give HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that he doesn't laugh. And he walked away. So the Talmud was confused. And he shared the story later with the Rebbe's brother, the Panei Menachem. Panei Menachem became the Rebbe himself later. And he asked him, what, what does this mean? And Rachman said to him, as he said, somebody comes to you to borrow a hundred bucks. And it comes time to pay back. Yes, I know I was supposed to, but I, you know, I need another week. Okay. Second week's come. Actually, not only can I not pay you back, I actually need another hundred. Okay. Comes another week. Yeah, about the 200, I, I don't have it. At a certain point, what, what do you do? You laugh at that guy. It's a joke. Let me break already. Said the Pnei Menachem, what the Rebbe was saying is that Kodesh doesn't work that way. We can mess up a hundred times, a thousand times. And if the next time we come back and we're sincere and we want to do better, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't laugh at us. He's proud of us. Are these multiple Midrashim here to teach us a historical fact that the Hevra that are always messing up and causing trouble in the Midbar are these two people, maybe? Or maybe Chazal are teaching us an even greater message. 
that even when we feel like that khabra, that always mess up, that always get it wrong, that can't seem to get it right, that when we decide to do something good, even something great, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't laugh at us. He doesn't mock us. He's besimcha. And if this is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to us, then I believe it's incumbent upon us to be Mekayim Adin, we learn later on in the very same parasha. It says the Gemara in Shabbos, Tav Kuflu, Lama Gimel, Lama Beis, Abba Shol, Omer, Zekeli, Ve'anvehu, Have a Domalo, Anivahu. Mahuchanum verachum avata, yachanum verachum, etc. Anivu, I should be like to be born so. If he's a certain way, I have to be that way too. On both sides, it's important that we know our values, that we internalize our priorities, and that we share them with each other. So, whatever do. But there are unfortunately times when some of us, I think often in an attempt to machazik another Talmud, We'll poke fun, make a snide comment about somebody else's commitment to Talmud Torah, to Night Seder, to whatever it is, Shmir Samitzvah. To the standard that I think he should be holding himself to. When we sometimes laugh and we sometimes mock, rather than celebrating someone else's success. Rather than lacing into somebody when they haven't been successful or a group of people who haven't been successful. Let's instead take a cue from the Ribbon Shalom and try to be besimcha for another Talmud when he is successful. I promise you, it'll have much more of an impact. But not only do we need to think about how we apply this so to others, we also need to think about how we apply it to ourselves. It is so easy to look around at other chavra and to feel like we're just not cutting it. To say, well, who am I kidding? Is it both I'm interested in one more Rashi, one more Toysvis? Who thinks I got it right? What about all the Rashi's that skip? What about all the times I haven't lived up to my potential? It's as those moments that we must remind ourselves, Chavra, that a Baruch Hu doesn't laugh. He's just proud that we get up and that we try again. And if a Baruch Hu will not laugh at us, then we should never ever, ever laugh at ourselves. The lesson of Dasan Vaviram, the lesson of Raya Levin and the Gerebbe are all the same. Are we tzaddikim? Sometimes we are, and sometimes we're not. But when we're ready to try again. HaKadosh Baruch will not laugh. He will smile with pride.